Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. You're listening to the Extra Point Show with Sneaky Joe DiBiase on WGR Sports Radio 550. All right, rolling along. Buffalo Bills football Tuesday going to be a fiery extra point show sneaky joe dibiase sal capaccio off today night game last night let's sal get his rest you can watch today's show on our wgr facebook page hi to everybody on a facebook page the extra point show presented by catholic health catholic health the right way to care by northwest bank for what's next get started at northwest.com and by speed global around the corner or around the world speed delivers we're going to get any firings today? We'll see. Sean McDermott sounded last night in postgame like it's at least a possibility. So we will keep you updated if we get anything along the way. We will uh, we'll throw it right to you. But lots of your phone calls at 803-0550. You know, the, 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 the final two of the six hours here on uh, this morning for me after a loss like that, You'd think they could be tough, but I'm ready. I got I got my coffee ready to go. I've got a lot. I got a list full of people that are angry and, and ready to go on something, and I got the adrenaline of that loss last night. Still, despite only, you know, like people ask me, you, you stay up for the Bills game? Like I'm assuming to the end, right? Like yeah, four, four and a half, five hours sleep is all I need because. The day after a game, especially when they lose like that, man, you were just you were running on what frustration? It's, it's like coal. It's coal in the engine. I couldn't sleep when I got home. I was just I, like mad. Right. I I think did a pretty good job last night of going to sleep a lot better than I did week one after the Jets game. Week one after the Jets game, like I've just said, like I I can't believe what just happened. They did what? They lost to Zach Wilson. They lost to who? The returner. What what happened? Last night, I mean, last night, I guess it's because we're starting to get a little used to this again. That's not good. Playoff odds are 33%, according to ESPN Analytics. Just saw that flash across the screen. Right to your phone calls, 803-0550. How much scrutiny should the head coach be under today? How much scrutiny should the coordinator be under today? Offensive coordinator, Ken Dorsey, who I think, I really think it could happen. I really think he could get fired. Uh, in the next day. I can't imagine it would be after that short week. Um, 
You're going six days of rest instead of seven. I'd imagine that if they did do something, it would probably be today or maybe early tomorrow. Let's get connected with our fans. Brought to you by Northtown Kia. Shop online, NorthtownKia.com. Let's go to Jordan in Lockport. What's up, Jordan? Hey, guys. Look, I know uh, I know the focus is a lot about you know who might get fired, the 12th man of the field, the whole fashion of the game, and everybody's upset about it. Um, and not, not to get super petty, and uh, yeah, it might be a little laughable, but I'm kind of serious. Like I know that catch on the um, touchdown catch with Sutton uh-huh. in the corner of the end zone. Um, like if say like your heel rolls on the out of the bounds, right? He's he's out of bounds, right? Um, what's the shoelace? Like is the shoelace a part of the shoe? <laughs> and I know it's funny. I know it's uh-huh. funny, but I'm actually serious because in the replay it shows a clear zoomed in view of the shoelace dragging across out of bounds. And again, not to be petty, yeah, I'm a Bills fan. I'm a Bills fan looking for anything, but. I was kind of I was kind of nuts on that. I was like, they can't overturn it. The shoelaces hit it. I never thought I would lose sleep the over a shoelace. shoelace. But uh, I mean, I yeah, think I just I, wanted to know what the call is. I don't know the answer. I think the shoelace matters. I mean, it's part of your equipment. You know, if your jersey hits out of bounds, you're out of bounds. Let me watch it again real quick here. I mean, I get what you're saying. The shoelace, even the shoelace though, doesn't touch out of bounds until after he has possession. Uh, but to your question. I don't know. I, I the, the the thing that I want to say, but I really don't want to say, is this is where the one time where a rules analyst might actually uh, be beneficial, but I don't want that. I don't, nobody, nobody wants that. Thanks, Jordan, for the call. Let's go to Sean in Hamburg. What's up, Sean? Joe B, got calling Gene's territory. Now get that get that reeling in. I don't, need, I don't need Gene in my life more than I already have him. What I want to say is, come on around that train. The wide receiver train. Woo, woo. Joe B., I was on my way home from work yesterday. I stopped at the uh, subway on Camp Road in Hamburg looking for a quick sandwich. As I'm about to order, the lights flickered. There was an odd feeling in the air. From behind me, a voice called out. It sounded like Celine Dion, but more beautiful. It was Ciara. She ordered a 12-inch Dangerous extra Black Forest ham for Mr. Unlimited. It was a all right, thanks, Sean. Thanks, thanks for the call. I don't know what's happening there. Is that because Sean, Russell Wilson is uh, the subway? Okay, gotcha. Thanks, thanks, Sean. Let's go to Nick in Hamburg. What's up, Nick? Hello. Go ahead, Nick. You're on the air. I just, I'm, I'm done with it. I think McDermott needs to go. I mean, we're talking about shoelaces playing against the Denver Broncos. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I thought we were a Super Bowl contender. Right. Listen, I I hear you, and anyone that wants the coach gone, I'll listen to you. It's still tough for me because I don't think it's anywhere near a realistic possibility. But does that mean that it can't be a conversation? I'm not, I'm not telling you it can't be. It could even be more frustrating because it feels like it is so far away from happening. Listen, I am not actually... Like, yesterday is not a good day for McDermott, I guess, as as the head coach. It's a bad day for McDermott. Sean McDermott, the head coach, it's a bad day. Sean McDermott, the defensive coordinator, I thought it was a great day. Almost a great day. He had a horrific play call, in my opinion, on third and long. They're out of field goal range, and they sent a cover zero blitz. Disastrous. I was... I couldn't believe they were calling as many blitzes throughout the game as they were. The strength of the Bills' defensive line 
on paper and yesterday it was it was coming to action was their defensive line and their pass rush. Ed Oliver had eight quarterback pressures in yesterday's game. Leonard Floyd was throwing tackles back into Wilson in the pocket. AJ Epinesa was getting to the quarterback. Rousseau had a couple of times where he got to the quarterback. Still waiting on Vaughn to do it. Shaq Lawson went unevaded to Wilson on the one play. Like the Bills were getting after Russell Wilson. They were generating a pressure without having to blitz. And they got away with the blitz on the previous play. They went right back at it. I couldn't believe that call. But on McDermott, before that call, I thought he was having an incredible day. The defense was playing 4.2 yards per play by Denver. They scored six points on four turnovers. I mean, was it even the turnovers? I mean, I'm sure it was. Short fields, right? And, you know, game possession, um, ball possession was a part of that too. But, man, the Bills scored more points yesterday off of Denver turnovers than Denver scored off Buffalo turnovers. At that that's how do you not win that football game? Six points on four turnovers given up. The defense again, they did their job. They asked the offense to score more than twenty five points. They couldn't do it. I I'm in the same place I've been for a month. That defense, with all its injuries, is still not that bad of a defense. They need their offense to be competent. Competent. And it's it's not happening. It's not happening. I know we hate the uh, the advanced numbers right now, but that to be fair, that's because you're all being misled on the advanced numbers. Week after week, data people are telling you that their EPA is still oh, one of the best in the league. It's not. It's really not. The Bills updated EPA per play in in neutral game scripts. When they're not down two touchdowns, neutral game scripts. Their EPA per play in the last six games, 19th. Their EPA per pass play, 25th. I mean, that the numbers don't like the Bills offense. The fans don't like the Bills offense. The film guys don't like the Bills offense. The betting markets don't like the Bills offense. There's nobody left. There's nobody left. No one left likes the Bills' offense. Which is fair, because they're not good. Their offense stinks right now. And it has for six games. And if they do not turn that around, immediately they will miss the playoffs. They're probably going to miss the playoffs. They might be able to turn it around and still miss. It, it, it's tough. It's tough times. Should McDermott get fired? I'm at a no right now. You want to have the conversation after the season? You know, maybe I'll change my tune by then. But I doubt I'll change my thought that they're not thinking about it. What they, I think, are thinking about today is Ken Dorsey. I'm really, really, cons- I'm really open to the idea that they'll, they're going to do it. That they're going to do it today. That is to me how McDermott sounded last night. For right or wrong. And a lot of you will probably say for wrong. But McDermott sat up there after the game. 
And to my ears, he sounded like somebody that is fuming that his offense is looking the way it is. Fuming because he's calling defensive plays, and he's got every built-in excuse on the defensive side of the football. They have tons of injuries. He even said it. Five starters that were missing. And he's right. You might not want to hear it from him, but five starters were missing. And he's calling that defense, and that defense is doing its job. I mean, he doing enough to, to win. He said it again yesterday. Is the offense doing enough? Does the defense, excuse me, doing enough to win? And he's right there with, yeah, they are. Not the normal what you'd hear from him, which is, you know, all three phases. We all got all sides of the football need to be better. Like, he sounds like, yeah, my defense is doing as good as it possibly can. We're keeping it together over here. And we're getting beat because we can't score points. That, to me, is how the head coach sounds. And if the coach is starting to sound like that and is willing to admit that they have some hard decisions to, to think about and hard conversations that have to be had, you know, I bet they're thinking about it right now. Not even just, you know, a sacrificial lamb, the special teams coordinator, or an assistant head coach, or the a positional coach. I think they're thinking about Dorsey right now. 8030550 is the phone number. Let's go to Richard in Buffalo. Hey, Richard. How are you doing today? Good morning. Good morning. Uh, okay, uh, last year, Hives Cubs has trouble picking up the offense, but get the, you know, two to four weeks, get to the games. Fournette's here this year. He's got trouble picking up the offense. Diggs has his uh, should-do in the uh, mini caps. It was pointed toward the offense. Gabe Davis and Knox, uh, what they were interviewed, says, well, we go to the hurry-up, the offense is more simplified. This is why it works. So something's either too complicated with the mad scientist up in the booth there or – I have no idea how to figure this team out. Second of all, the 13-second debacle started with poor communication on the kickoff. Yep. And yesterday we lost the game because there was poor communication of the players out on the field. So, And one more thing, as soon as this slide with the team started going down, I don't want to say it, but I think is when uh, Kim Pugula – Got sick and she hasn't been around day to day. Keep an eye on things. It's Terry is not involved. All right, thank, thanks, Richard. I don't know. I don't know what you're, you're talking about at the end there. Um, I will say though, on you know, you asked about Fournette not playing. A couple things there to get to. Fournette. I don't think Fournette's a good running back anymore. So I'm not surprised. And Murray looked great yesterday. So you know, we're going to hear a lot about. There's another 13 seconds. I want us to keep a counter. Richard mentions 13 seconds. I heard five or six callers just even like throw it in and passing. It's it's funny. Like I wondered this after it happened and last week and today I'm hearing it more than ever. But I used to think or we used to say the longer they go without winning, the more you're going to hear about 13 seconds and the more it's going to sting. And Everyone is thinking about it today, aren't they? Because, hey, every it's not just a couple of guys in the national media like it was in the offseason. 
that said the Bills Super Bowl window is closing. Now, I mean, I'm seeing it in the local paper. I'm seeing it on local TV. I'm seeing beat guys wonder it out loud. Uh, they're still talking about it on, on ESPN and Fox. Like The idea that the Bills window is closed or closing at the very least seems more real than ever. And now that that thought is starting to enter people's minds, there you go. There's another 13 seconds reference. Now, Richard was talking more about communication specifically. And I mean, that's right. Communication was a piece, maybe the biggest piece, the touchback, no touchback, or the kicking a touchback against the Chiefs. And then there's yesterday. How in the world... Are they not ready to block that kick? How are they even not already on the field in the first place? That's what I don't get. It's not even they like they, they practiced it. Okay, they practiced it. But why, after two Denver kneel downs that you know are coming, you're calling timeout, you have a minute between each of these plays. To send out your field goal block team. Why, why is your defense on the field for kneel downs in the first place? Why do they need to be? Why can't your field goal block team be out there? That's what I don't get. Why can't you send out the field goal block team on second or third down so you don't even have to worry about substitutions? They could have taken that off the table. But they allowed themselves, they, they left themselves open to a communication error. So, whether there was a communication error or not, okay, that might be the special teams coordinator. But to me, the criticism I would levy against McDermott in that situation is not even that they had 12 men on the field. It's that you allowed, you opened yourself up to make that mistake by not making your field goal block substitution two plays earlier or one play earlier. Because you had no reason not to. That, to me, is where the McDermott criticism comes at the end of that game. It's not even to me that they specifically made the 12 men on the field pro- uh, it, you know, penalty. It's that they opened themselves up to that in the first place. Let's go to who's next up here. Tough? T-U-F-F? All right. Tough in, on the east side. What's up, Tough? Hey, what's going on? Yeah, I see... Uh... A lot of our fan base is showing their true colors right now. You got to think, I'm a Bills fan from 1984. I went from the 2-14 and 14 seasons through the Super Bowls to a 17-year drought. For the last four years, we had 11 to 13 wins. Okay, seeing, things seem kind of bleak right now. You know, but, but if anybody can turn it around, it's the Bills. You know what I'm saying? You can't just give up on somebody after they give you 11 to 13 wins in the last four seasons. You know what I'm saying? You can't. I'm a real Bills fan, so I'm pro-McDermott, and I think we could turn it around and get it together. Yeah, th- thanks, Tough. I mean, I don't think... I think you can be a real Bills fan and be in panic mode. Like, I, I-, I hear you. Th- thanks for the call. Like, all right, like, I don't want to crush anyone that wants to hold on to some optimism today. But, like, Bills fans showing their true colors, to me what I hear is Bills fans that have a high standard for their football team. That's what I hear. And to me, that is real fandom. To me, and that, you know, real fandom can be different for different people. For me, it is that you judge your team in the good and the bad. Right? 
Because, I mean, if you just want to be a homer and say everything's great all the time, well then, like, what are we really doing here? What what are we really fighting for, achieving? What are we wanting? So, again, I don't want to rain on the parade of someone that wants to stay optimistic today and not be in panic mode and, you know, still be behind the head coach and think that they will turn it around. They could turn it around. I agree with that. They could. But they are not showing me or fans or themselves anything in the last six weeks that says that that's about to happen. Anyone seeing any signs? Show me the proof. Right? Like, show me the proof that they're about to turn it around. Where is that? They ran the ball great yesterday. All right. They're running the ball better in general. I mentioned a little earlier the EPA stuff, how you're being misled. When you look at EPA and all the bills are fifth in EPA, they're not. 20 to 80% win probability. They're 25th on pass plays. They're 19th on plays overall. But they're fourth in EPA per rush in the last six weeks. They're running the ball great. That to me, that's another part of this. McDermott might want to run the ball more. Maybe that's the problem he has with Dorsey, if he has one at all. He said he has confidence yesterday, but you never. he said he could be better too. Does he want more running plays? To me, this is where my criticism of Dorsey comes from the heart versus Dable. I think it's easy to think and easy to guess that McDermott and Dable butted heads And maybe one of those things was that McDermott wanted more of an established ground game, which was said about the Bills all the time from your Bill Cowers of the world and your old school coaches in the media. They need to establish a ground game. They'd be better running the football. We heard it all the time. We talked about it for years. But they never did it. Why did they never do it? Why was Dable able to continue to play offense the way he wanted to? And why was he continue? Why were they able to avoid the run game? Because they passed the ball at will and couldn't be stopped. Right? So the, hey, let's run the ball more, that never really bled into the, the, the Bills offense because they passed the ball so well it almost kept, maybe, and again, I'm kind of guessing that this is the way McDermott thinks, but it's a good guess, I think. Keeps McDermott at bay. Keeps, you know, whoever at bay. That, oh, we need to run the ball more. Well, we don't because look how well we're passing it. Now, here comes Ken Dorsey. And I see a lot every week. Dan Orlovsky had a three-minute video today that further confirms to me that this coordinator does not know what he's doing with passing concepts. He does not know how to get guys open, how to scheme guys open. I mean, Orlovsky did that three-minute video, ESPN's Dan Orlovsky. He broke down a Bills play on fourth down and how it just made no sense, play call, no, not based on information at all. And then he followed up with a... Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Tweet, I remain adamant. The Bills' offense schematically is broken. That's Dorsey. And they're scheming in the past game especially being broken is is what has allowed the, hey, let's run the ball more, to creep in. Because guess what? They're doing better at it. They averaged more yards per rush attempt yesterday than they did pass attempt. That's where I get worried. Where, where I get worried and where I start to question the job security of the coordinator is when the coordinator has created an environment where it makes sense to run the ball more. That is the core problem. He has created a situation where someone during the game yesterday, a buddy of mine goes, man, they really should be running the ball more. And I go, yeah, that's probably right. That's where we're at. How did we get here? Where I'm sitting there watching the game going, yeah, they should probably run the ball more. That's bad. That's a bad place to be. Where your best plays with Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs on the field are, let's give the ball to 33-year-old Latavius Murray. How did we get here? Their best play was Latavius Murray. And that was going well. Cook was doing better. But Murray was good. How I, I can't believe myself. I can't believe it. Wide receiver train, and let's go trade for DeAndre Hopkins and sign Beckham, and let's go air it out. Let's score, you know, 13-seconds game. They're scoring at will, 200 yards from Gabe Davis. And look at look how good John Brown is and Emmanuel Sanders, and wide receivers are fastball. That was from Sean McDermott a couple years ago. Fast forward to yesterday, Latavius Murray. Give the ball to him more. And it made sense. Oh, I can't believe it. If that is not the poster child for what is wrong with this offense, if that is not the the sign you need that just give me any change. Give me let me see if Joe Brady can do something different. The the most evidence you need is we've gotten to a point with this offense where Latavius Murray, the oldest running back in the National Football League, increasingly seems like a good idea to give the ball to. I can't believe it. They're sawing things below me, by the way, if you can't can hear that, if you're wondering what that noise is. All right, time out here. If you're on hold, stay there. We'll get to you when we come back. Sorry, Tough. I, he, he made, you know, he just wanted to echo the, his thought that let's not be panic in panic mode. Still got confidence. They'll turn it around, and then, man, I just lost it. After that, Latavius Murray is a good play in this offense. I just I can't believe it. It's good, right? I'm not saying it's a bad thing. They have it. I just I can't can't get to a place where it feels like that offense should be relying on the oldest running back in football. Stay on hold if you're there. We'll roll through them when we come back. Getting connected with our fans. Brought to you by Northtown Kia. Shop online northtownkia.com. You can watch us on our. Facebook page, WGR Facebook page. 
Um, so check us out there. You can watch the show or you can listen along. Call in, too. Jody Biasi, Sal Capaccio off today. The Bills fall 24-22 to to the Denver Broncos, and we are reacting live here on WGR. Well, it's not ideal. I think now is it's going to be the real test for this team. Not so much on Sundays, but how we stick together through this on the week. Bill Center Mitch Morse. Calm, cool, collected, the voice of reason. Extra Point Show presented by Catholic Health. Catholic Health, the right way to care by Northwest Bank. For what's next, get started at northwest.com and by Speed Global around the corner or around the world. Speed delivers. Let's check out the phone lines once again and get connected with our fans. As the Bills fall 24-22, to I got a little hot and bothered there about, honestly, the fact that handing the ball to the oldest running back in football more and more seems like a good idea by this Bills offense. And I do believe Ken Dorsey has created an environment that allows the coach to feel more justified in wanting to do that. And for me, even personally, where I look at the game and say, it makes more sense to start handing the ball off more often because that is just where the confidence level is with this pass game. Just saw Doug Farrar, the next-gen stats dots. Seth Walder tweeted those out ESPN. It's the pick that Allen throws looking for Deontay Hardy late in the half. And this, by the way, is on the heels of, I just mentioned, Dan Orlovsky criticizing Dorsey for play calling. And I'm looking at it, and I'm an untrained eye. I don't really know about route concepts. Like, I can look at it and kind of, you know, have a somewhat educated opinion on it, but not to the level of most that are studying all 22 more than I am. And I'm looking at these these routes. And I, I didn't tweet this because, again, I don't really know where I stand on it. But I'm looking at these routes and thinking... Man, this looks like a five-year-old drew these. Like, it looks like a simple Madden play. Like, there's nothing really creative that looks like it's happening here. Diggs and Hardy are running the same route on opposite sides. They're running out routes. And Kincaid and Cook are running short, flat routes. And Davis is running down the middle. And I'm like, it doesn't really look all that creative. But, I don't know. Here's Doug Farrar who studies tape all the time, more than I do. And he tweeted, quote tweeted that four minutes ago with, oh look, more corner slash flat. How revolutionary. I Okay, there's another guy that I trust that studies the tape that says, there's nothing creative going on here. Just throwing it out there. 803-0550 is the phone number. Michael might want to get in on that. Let's go to Michael and Lockport next up. What's up, Michael? Hey guys, how you doing? Good. Uh, just, I mean, I've been a Bills fan my entire life. I'm almost 30 years old, and it. I mean, I was used to the same six and ten, seven and nine, just mediocre uh, seasons my entire life. So I guess the now short of success has been uh, yep new to me, um, and it just seems like the wheels are falling off at this point. And I like, I don't know, just dumping my money for tickets and 
and you know, dedicating my time to watching the games. Like I didn't even watch the entire game last night. I wound up going to bed before halftime. That like I, I don't know what like I don't know what to do to fix it at this point. And yep. at this yep. point I'm ready to just give up, I guess. I mean, I'm not ready to give up. I don't think you should be ready to give up completely, but it's not it's not good. Um it's bad. They're probably gonna miss the playoffs. Can I go with probably? They're in serious danger, at the very least. So I wouldn't give up. They still have Josh Allen at quarterback. Like you can still say that, but it almost sounds more and more ridiculous to just keep riding out hope that well they have Josh Allen they'll figure it out. Well they have Josh Allen they'll figure it out. I don't know how much more do they have. They've got Diggs. And Davis continues to let them down in big spots. A drop that turns into an interception. Like, I need a catch there. Um, who else? Cook fumbles yesterday. Almost fumbled a second time. So, it's Dorsey for me. Like, and I don't even know how bad a job Dorsey's really doing. It's just, I, I gotta try something else. Definition of insanity, right? Eight oh three oh five fifty is the phone number. Let's go to John in North Buffalo. Hey John. Hey John, how you doing? Good. Uh, so I just think that we need to move on um, from McDermott and Dorsey. Um, I think right now they're turning our team into a team full of head cases. Um, you know, you can go on and on about you know Hail Murray, thirteen seconds, getting embarrassed by the Bengals in the playoffs. Um, but just looking at last night, uh, you know, right off the bat, Cook fumbles it, and McDermott decides to bench Cook almost for the entire first half. Uh, Cook, that was his first fumble of the season. Yep, first fumble and, since his first career carry, actually. And so you're going to sit this guy for an entire half, a young guy, like, how is that going to affect him mentally going forward? I think probably for the rest of the game, he was terrified of dropping the ball because McDermott benched him. And why wouldn't McDermott bench Gabe Davis for letting that ball go completely through his hands, causing an interception? You know, like, what what kind of culture is that? And, you know, like, I can't even get into, like, Dorsey and the offense and how took us backwards this offense is. But I'll tell you, I'd much rather spend four hours at the DMV at this point than watch this offense. You know, it, it's just painful. So, you know, at the end of the day, like, have we seen enough? Are, are there any more catastrophes and miracles for other teams that we have to live through? I mean, we have all these blunders, and we question why Dable doesn't like McDermott. Why did Chad Hall make a lateral move? I mean, guys, it's the head coach. It's the head coach. And if you still back this guy at this point, I, like, you have some weird, twisted, like, drought Stockholm syndrome going on. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's that's just how I feel about it. But, anyways, I'll hang up and listen. Yeah, thanks, thanks for the call, John. How many of you think are ready to move on from the coaching staff in general? It's a good good section of people, I think. It's a good portion. Man, they miss the playoffs. The day they officially miss, I, I wonder if if that happens. I mean, 60%, sometimes, you know, what do ESPN have it? I said 67% for them. 
It's getting more real. Sounds more and more like it's going to happen. And I think the line to kick the coaching staff, the entire thing, out the door is going to be long. And the heat's going to turn up, and the noise is going to turn up, and I don't really know what that environment will be like. Because I don't think it's happening. And I think the owners are 100% behind this guy, and you could argue whether that's right or wrong. It's my guess. So going into next year, fans might be like, yeah, he's on the hot seat. But what if the seat's not really hot? I, I, I think that could actually could be a real negative environment for the fans. Banging your head against the wall. Like, when's it going to end? When's it going to end? I don't know. 803-0550 is the phone number. Let's go to Mark in Hamburg. Hey, Mark. Hey, how you guys doing? Appreciate appreciate you taking my call. Sure thing. Um, I got so many things that are on my mind after that game. Um, first things first, to kind of talk what that last guy was saying. I think they got into James Cook early because that was the first play of the game after this big players-only meeting where the offense is supposed to be holding each other accountable. And this guy, you know, for lack of a better term, just kind of throws up on himself. You know, so I think that's kind of what led to that. Um, but but as far as the coaching, man, these guys have gotten too many chances. You know, year one, we gave them the out because they broke the drought, but they throw up a stinker in Jacksonville. Then they get up 16 in Houston the following year. They throw up on themselves that year. Then Kansas City, they're just way too overmatched where they don't get it done to follow you. You got 13 seconds, the no-show intensity, all that stuff. But my thing I'm noticing now is when you lost Frazier and Dayball, you have a major coaching problem. And McDermott can't do it on his own. It's, it's coming to fruition. You see the lack of discipline, the lack of focus, the constant penalties, absolute drive killers. It wasn't just last night in the 12 men. It's been all year long. And another thing as far as philosophy with these coaches that blows my mind is it's offense and defense. Guys will make a huge play. Guy will rip off 15-yard run or, or, or make a sack, and they take them off the field all the time. It, it absolutely just drives me crazy. But the thing that – another thing is that I feel like Allen isn't getting too much flack because you've got so many times where he's relying on his talent than learning the position of cornerback. I'm not saying this guy isn't a unicorn. He's an absolute stud. But you um, listen to Steve Young. He used to say, you know, he used to be a scrambling quarterback. And you can rely on your talent so long, but you have to learn the position. And that gets back to another coaching philosophy thing with me is they're relying so much on him to be this unicorn. They're not revamping the offensive line. They're not relying on the running back. And I understand what you're saying about, oh, Latavius Murray being the oldest guy. The biggest thing I'm noticing is they're playing 11 on 10. It's great throwing the ball for 400 yards and, and five touchdowns and your quarterback running the ball and you can get your yards per carry and all these great stats. But at the end of the day, if you're playing 11 on 10 and I know you're not going to commit to the running back position to beat me, I got the advantage. And I, I see so many things that just drive you crazy for so long. But the, the big conundrum they're in now is their head coach hired their GM. So the best you can hope for is they're going to fire Dorsey, they're going to promote within, and maybe next year they get uh, an offensive old head coach as a coordinator. Who that is, I got no idea. But I think if they can actually commit to balancing with the running back position, I'm not saying you need a top guy, Mm -hmm. but you got to make them honor the running back. And when they did, we went right down the field. Yeah, thanks, Mark, for the call. I mean, they, they honored it all game, didn't they? I mean, the Bills ran the ball well from beginning to end, and did it ever help their passing game? 
Now, how many points did they score? So, I, I hear you on one level, but I, man, like you talk about him being a unicorn and like asking him to be a unicorn. Like to me, that's because they don't help him in the right ways. They don't help him with separation. There are not guys running open ever. And that is a combination, I think, of the offensive scheme and the fact that they only really have one great separator on offense. It's Diggs. They don't make the quarterback's job easy. That's nothing to do with the run game. Nothing to do with the run game. He's not even in the offense when when you run the football. What makes his job easier is when he drops back to pass, which you're going to need him to, especially in the most critical parts of the game. Do you have guys open for him? That's a combination of the coaching and the personnel that you have at wide receiver. And the answer to that question right now is you do not. Why do things look hard? Their running game is still, statistically, and your eyes would tell you. I mean, they had a little bit of a a, a rough patch there for a few weeks. But on the overall, the Bills did invest in their offensive line. They got better at guard. Osiris Torrance and... Connor McGovern, they went all in on the 12th personnel idea. Two tight ends. They're going to be bigger. They're going to be stronger. And they have run the ball better this year than they ever have under Josh Allen as the quarterback. And look where they're at. Look what it's gotten them. That This is what improving your run game looks like. This is what relying on your run game looks like. Is it easier for Josh Allen? To me, everything looks harder for Josh Allen. And it's because they committed to running the ball more. Or at least running the ball better. For the first time that they had done that. Thanks for the call. 803-0550. We'll keep running through your phone calls when we come back. Jody Biasi, it's the Extra Point Show here on WGR. Come through the right side, has a first down, into the open field, fumbled the ball, it bounced back into his hands, down to the 35-30, and tackled at the 26-yard line. James Cook breaks a big one on the Bills' final drive of the game, electric play of the game, brought to you by Town Mazda and Town Hyundai. Check out their exciting lineup of EVs at townauto.com. Back to the phones, let's go to Jerry and Kenmore. What's up, Jerry? You know, there's red flags all over the place here. Coaching 101 right now is punitive punishment does not curb behavior. He knows he's not supposed to fumble. Sitting there and thinking about it doesn't change anything. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows who the best kick returner in the league is, yet we continue to kick the ball to him. Even Steve Tasker, middle of the day, said, we probably shouldn't kick the ball to this guy, but we continue to kick the ball to him. The pass interference on Teron uh, Johnson, that's the only thing that can't happen on that play is an extra set of downs. If they score a touchdown, we're still in the game. If they're stopped short of the sticks, we're still in the game. That's the only thing that can't happen on that. I'm going to give you some homework. You ready? Maybe. Go ahead. (laughs) I want you to look at who the targets are on the interceptions. And you hit on it last segment. Mm Mm-hmm. Davis is a horrible route runner. Harry or whatever, Hardy, whatever he's going by this week, a horrible route runner. On that INT, he needs to drive that 
defender to the middle of the field and create separation when he breaks out. He ran a donut route. It, it had so many curves in it, it could have been a large girl. It just, it just, it yeah. was easy to jump that route. Yeah, hey, Jerry, thanks for the call. The, um, the Davis point, I'm looking right now, I think Davis has been the target on all but, like, he's the most on the team. I know that. I'm trying to find the numbers right now. But he's been he has been the target on those interceptions a lot. And they're not always as overtly obvious as that one, which is he tips the ball up in the air. You got to make that catch. Allen, yeah, he, he rockets the ball over the middle, but that's Josh Allen. I need a receiver that's going to be able to make that catch. And Hardy, I don't know, I'd have to watch the route again. He played four snaps again. It's not like he played much. 803 is the phone number. Back after this, Jody Biasi, Extra Point Show. This is WGR. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.